Joining us now, Serge Balkan, commercial producer at Brio Insurance. Serge, good morning. Hey, good morning, Hal. Tenant insurance. Thank God nobody was hurt or, or died in this fire. But uh, And we had Randy Sear on our air this morning, and, and he even mentioned, you know, I didn't have tenant insurance. It was a calculated gamble, and it didn't pay off, obviously, for him. Um, but this is um, a growing uh, coverage, isn't it? More and more people are getting this. In some cases, they're being told by their landlord that they have to have it. Exactly, yeah. No, there's a few, uh, there's a few changes over the last few years where... Um, Tenants uh, are, are absolutely told by their landlord, you must, according to the lease, you must have tenants insurance. It also, you know, helps out with the liability on the owner's uh, standpoint, but it also protects their tenants. If there's happens to be, you know, water or uh, something to that effect that, uh, that leaks, uh, that leaks from the, let's say the apartment above you and your, your dwellings no longer livable for a month well where are you going to go so mm-hmm. and in this case when it's a fire like this um i mean and you can get different levels like any insurance you can get different levels of coverage right so for example let's use randy who did not have tenant insurance as an example uh he could have received coverage uh where it would uh, cover what was lost in the fire but also would cover hotel rooms, right? If there was a fire and they had no place to go, you can get the coverage can be as simple or complex as you want it to be. Absolutely. And, you know, the big thing right now is not only the contents, it's where are you going to live while you find a place? And that's, that's, that's a big problem. And that's where the insurance helps because you have a place to go. That's looked after. So, um, you know that that's a part of the coverage that a lot of people don't look at is is if your dwelling becomes unhabitable by a by a insured peril, um, where are you going to go? And uh, you know some people can rely on family and whatnot, but it's a lot of people. It's just not that easy. Mm-hmm. And what about cost? That would vary as well based on the coverage. But if somebody wanted a basic uh, policy to sort of cover, you know, what would be in a one or two bedroom apartment. In what ballpark would that cost begin? One fifty to two fifty. You know, it, it all depends. You know, on age of the building for a year, right? Of, yeah, for a year. Yeah, right. And uh, you know what discounts the person qualifies for, but that's a good uh, good number to work with between one fifty and two fifty for you know your basic policy covering yeah. you know thirty thousand of contents and a million liability and things like that. But it would also include the additional living expenses, which right now that's people that have tenants insurance in this fire is going to be probably their, 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 their biggest uh, lifesaver. And then the thing they probably didn't even think of when they bought that tenants insurance that they go, wow, this is awesome that this is covered. Yeah, and so for fifteen to twenty dollars a month, that's a good starting point for for tenant insurance. And you're right; you think about it, boy, that's a small price to pay. These are tough times, though. Inflation is high; people are looking for all sorts of opportunities to cut back on their budget a little bit. But boy, if it ever happens to you, you really are glad you've got it, huh? Oh, big time, big time. Like I say, the people that had insurance spent the weekend in a hotel room regrouping. No panic, just 
you know, and they, they, they start their, their, their work with their, their adjuster and, uh, you know, things just flow. There's no additional stress of where am I going to sleep tonight? Where am I going to eat today? It's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's looked after. And then you can start the process of, of replacing and, you know, finding a place to live. Yeah, vacancy rates are, I mean, they're near zero right now, so it could be difficult for almost 200 people just with this one fire uh, to find a place to live quickly. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, landlords, when they get their insurance, I mean, they get insurance and, and coverage for their building, replacement, you know, contents, all that sort of stuff. Do some landlords also get coverage for tenants, or is that even an option? Not an option, no. They just, they cover their building and what we you know what they've put inside, you know, their appliances and things like that. But yeah, no, the tenants, it's on them. It's, it's their, uh, their responsibility to, to uh, get tenants insurance. Yeah. Uh, question of the day at CGOB.com. Should apartment insurance be mandatory or tenant insurance be mandatory for all ten- all tenants overwhelmingly? So far, the vote is 88% yes, 12% no. Uh, you you uh, don't have to weigh in on the question, Serge. You're in the industry, but do you recommend it when you're talking to your clients? Say, for example, maybe they have their home insurance with you or their commercial insurance with you. Uh, they've got a, a kid that's going to school. Do you recommend tenant insurance? Oh, for sure, because exactly like this, you know, you, 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 you see stories, uh, you know, uh, on the radio or on TV of, you know, uh, a one apartment that, that had a fire and, you know, it's one person that's displaced. So it's not that big of a, of a story, but when you got multiple dozens of people that are displaced it's a big story and it's really this is these are the stories where people got to go oh boy you know I, I could have been on the first floor I had nothing to do with what happened on the fourth floor but I'm 100% affected um, I can't control what my neighbors do so I better have insurance because I know I'm going to look after my stuff and maybe that's the gamble people are thinking but in this scenario you can't you can't you're gambling on everybody in the building. You don't know what your neighbor's doing. You don't know, you know. So that that's where that's where this tenant insurance really comes in. Like it's you're gambling on everybody in your building to be yeah. claims free. And you're gambling on all the pipes in the building not bursting. And sure. you're gambling on, you know, it's 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 a big gamble and it's not a gamble uh I love gambling on football, but I'm not gonna gamble on <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, and and when the cost for coverage is fifteen to twenty dollars a month, uh, it really is. And I know times are tough, but it really is a, a small expense. And boy, every single one of those one hundred and eighty people that are homeless after that fire Friday in St. James are wishing they had it. And as you said, the ones that have it are are thankful they got it. Hey, Serge, I know you're getting over a bit of the flu. I can hear it in your voice. Thanks for taking time today, pal. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Have a great day. Let's bring in Al Weeb now. Uh, you've talk, I've talked to him many times on my show. You've heard from him many times. He's an advocate for the homeless. Al, good morning. 
Good morning, Al. How are you? Good. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Um, you've got or you're involved in this symposium that's coming up, Human Rights Symposium on Poverty and Homelessness. It's yeah. happening on Monday at the Canadian Museum for Human Rights. We'll get to how people can be there if they want to be there. But tell me about the idea. Everybody's involved in this. The mayor, everybody. Yes. Um, well, you know, um, about a year ago, uh, a comment was made that human rights don't matter uh, when it comes to homelessness and uh, hoarding and uh, bus shelters. And that's, that, uh, that became a burden in myself for a long time. So I decided we need to really, really uh, bring some awareness to, uh, to the human rights of those living in poverty and, and those uh, living on our streets. And so I, did, I decided, okay, let's see if we can do this. And so uh, uh, one of the first people I contacted was the mayor. And, you know, yeah, I'm really, really happy to say that uh, the, the mayor has uh, has been, number one, my number one sponsor, and first one to say, yes, I will speak at your event, because it's really important that we keep these issues on the front burner. And uh, and then it just, uh, you know, it was like a domino effect, uh, and every uh, everything kind of fell into place. We have remarkable sponsors, like the mayor, and like the uh, almost the entire city of Winnipeg is really, really backing this. As well as uh, companies like PayWorks and RBC and Winnipeg Foundation, and you know I've had some uh, good help from uh, uh, Human Rights Committee of Council Coordinator Ali Raposo and and Committee of Safety, uh, Cities Committee of Safety uh, Tracy Proctor, and you know the community uh, uh, as a whole has been really supportive of this. Mm-hmm. Poverty and homelessness, you know, I, mm-hmm. I've said, and you and I have talked about this many times, I think we've got a better chance of dealing with poverty and homelessness if we understand it completely. And so that's why I think this event is really important. It is. And, you know, we, we are covering the waterfronts. And, uh, you know, uh, perhaps I uh, overloaded the speaker's roster, but we've kind of got it down to a science now. And, and you know, we're, we're covering everything from mental health and homelessness with with uh, Marion Cooper, uh, executive director of CMHA, and T- uh, Tara Snyder from the uh, uh, Real, and and Indigenous homeless rights with uh, Jason from Men Homelessness Winnipeg and Tammy Christensen from from Mumbai. You know, we are we are bringing awareness. This is going to be a number one uh, awareness of the issues, and it's uh, you know we're covering a lot of different uh, subject matters on it and coming it from different perspectives. But and we're also of course having the lived experience panel uh, speak to the issues and, and speak from their experiences. It's happening Monday at the Canadian Museum yeah. for Human Rights. Al, how can people be there? How can they get involved? Where's the information? Um, I, I can send something out. They can contact me uh, at my email address. Um, if I can give that to you. Uh, sure. It's, uh, Al, believe the word believe, B-E-L-I-E-V-E, uh, 27 at gmail.com. And uh, it is uh, invite only, but I am, uh, you know, of course, accepting uh, other other folks to come in as well. Uh, but you know, we we have a, a really good audience of power brokers and people that really need to hear. But we again, we also need other folks in the audience too. So have you know, if people can email me, you know, we'll be welcoming more people. Al believe twenty seven at gmail dot com. Al believe twenty seven at gmail dot com. And um, the mayor the other day, uh, he listen. Homelessness was an important issue for him during the campaign. Mm-hmm. He promised that one of the staffers in his office would be dedicated to homelessness. He yeah. made that announcement the other day. I think this is a a big step in the right direction to coordinate the efforts on homelessness. It is. It really is. And, you know, he followed through on his word to do this. Wow. 
uh, during his campaign, he did uh, say that uh, he was going to bring in somebody uh, to his office you know, to, to, to do this. And, and he uh, chose a, a person, um, you know, uh, of an indigenous culture. And, and it's what is needed in this uh, in this uh, sector here. And um, that particular individual, Jared, uh, who, uh, I can't remember. Jared sorry, Baker. Jared Baker will be at the symposium as well. Cool. And uh, I, I have invited him as well as uh, other members of the mayor's office. But yes, it's it's really important. And you know, this is the first mayor to ever do that. And I have ultimate faith in our mayor, uh, Mayor Gillingham, uh, right now, for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, Al, we'll have you back after the symposium. <laughs> I want to hear how it goes. Thank you. Appreciate it, Al. All right. Al Weeb, advocate for the homeless again. It's happening Monday uh, at the Human Rights uh, Museum. It's the Human Rights Symposium on Poverty and Homelessness. And again, if you want that uh, email, it is by invitation only. But I know if you uh, feel strongly about uh, poverty and homelessness, Al will find room for you. He gave his email. Uh, I repeated it several times. If you want that, maybe it's easier just to email me, Hal, at cgob.com, or send me a text message at 780-6868, and uh, we'll share that email with you.